Hey guys, welcome to Where the Magic Happens. I'm here with Annette and Annie. And this is gonna be <laughs> episode two where Annette's doing our nails, um, gel style. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> just gonna be talking about whatever comes to mind but first off introduce yourselves how old you guys what do you guys do um so i'm 22 and i'm a designer okay that's it you already (laughs) thank you next (laughs) thank you um so i'm 22 um and your name Oh, I'm Annie, <laughs> right, I'm 22, um, and I am about to start my first full-time job as an associate operator at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, ESPN is owned by Disney, which is my dream company, so I am so, so, so happy and like over the moon to be working there and she's been going to like disney every single year with her family so it's like yeah. as if everything like built up to this moment exactly yeah my family and i the first time i went i was like maybe three months old or six months old was the first time i ever went to disney yeah. um and we grew up going like every other year when my parents could still take us out of school of course and it wasn't a big deal um but yeah i absolutely love it it's one of my favorite places um yeah So, in my um, last podcast, I was sharing with you guys how I'm in that post-grad kind of slump, but I wanted to ask you, do you have any advice, I guess, for anyone who's going in the process after graduation towards their career? Yeah, so this summer, actually, so we all graduated in May um, from undergrad, and this summer for me um, was definitely difficult, and I can definitely relate to people kind of being in that slump and just kind of feeling frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you kind of feel, at least talking from my own perspective and experience, that you just apply online to things and it just kind of goes into this void where, like, you never know if anyone sees it, you never know if it just kind of gets deleted, you never sometimes even get a response from anyone, and you're just kind of, like, really frustrated and wondering, like, when is it going to happen? Um... So I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give is to a not let get let not let your frustrations get the best of you in those moments. I think those are the most trying moments to kind of remind yourself why you're putting yourself through this, why you're doing what you're doing and kind of envision that sort of dream goal that there is a light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel. Um and I think also something that really helped me was also just networking with people and just talking to people and my connections that I had in the TV industry and film industry that I wanted to go into I think that for me also got me really comfortable talking to people and it got me really comfortable um being in that kind of audition interview kind of setting Mm -hmm. um I think there's a specific way that you have to like communicate when you're meeting with people um in this business and so I think that's also my biggest piece of advice is just to be able to feel like, okay, I'm comfortable networking and do as much networking as you can um, so that you get more and more used to it because those kind of connections pay off in the most unexpected ways at the most unexpected times. Do you guys think that people should still apply to internships or jobs even though the description says like two to three years requirement or experience? Do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah? Go ahead. Go ahead and apply. So you don't think that there's any sort of fear in the interview process if somebody was like, so 
do you have that experience in, I guess, illustrator and design or with this company? Can you talk about that? But this is somebody who applied but hasn't actually had that experience. Mm. Yeah. That's happened to me a few times um, where um, when I was applying to Disney, uh, I applied to a lot of different jobs and, you know, they asked for, like, extensive experience in all of these different kinds of software and programs and have you had professional experience in a cool, control room? Those. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's really hard, especially for undergrad students who maybe have had, like, one or two internships in college, but not necessarily, um, in a professional environment or mm-hmm. a super, one of the big name companies, um, And that can be really hard and intimidating, but I think I, so I just did, finished up my internship with ESPN, which was when I interviewed for my full-time job there, and a lot, I did not get my full-time job the first time around. I applied back in August for the same exact position, and I did not get it because they told me I did not have enough experience for it. And while I have experience in a control room now, Mm -hmm. um after doing my internship with QVC in the past with QVC in the past and now with ESPN now after this internship in a live control room um I still don't have a ton of experience and you know Illustrator and Adobe and I think yes that experience and having a basic understanding is important but I'm going to be honest especially in a television and communications industry they have to teach you everything on the job anyway Uh, and it doesn't even matter because you already have those opportunities like you already you already achieved those without having right and they explicit and I've had coworkers and management and people come up to me that I know and I'm good friends with who will come up to me and tell me you know yes it's great that you come in having some knowledge but every single television uh, company is different and we have to teach you from scratch anyway oh, wow. so there are other things that they look for and this could just be a disney thing um but they also look at your personality and are you going to mesh well with the people that are in your environment mm-hmm. and um yeah but i have to do this oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's interesting because um, i was talking to my friend jen about how I was thinking about trying out for certain internships, mm-hmm. but they always had all these qualifications, yeah. all these damn requirements. And in my yeah. first episode of this podcast, like I was saying to you guys that like, okay, so how am I supposed to have been a junior with two years of experience with the company mm-hmm. when the, during those two years I was taking bullshit core classes? So yeah. let me know. Right. So I think that makes me feel better about like it's like people such, still putting themselves yes. out there. I think that it's so important to put yourself out there still because. I got, they asked me to do the interview for the full-time position, not, yes, I was doing a good job technically with the company, but it was also the type of person that I was, and the community, mm-hmm. the connections that I was making with the and people, you were working, yeah, exactly. and the way I was working with people, and communicating with people in that type of environment, I think that is such a huge thing that people tend to overlook, or not necessarily overlook, but don't put as much value on, mm-hmm. um, and I've had a lot of my coworkers and management team come up to me and say, yeah, you know, like, being able to have a technical know-how and pick things up is important, but it's also very important about the type of person you are because they have to train you anyway. You have yeah, to go through training, true. and especially in any technical position, they have to train you from scratch. It's required because they'll have different equipment. Oh, interesting. And that's going to be, like, in their minds, this is the person I want to see every every day. This is the right. person this I want to This is the person I want to be with, with and interact with and have those conversations, and I can totally see this girl fitting in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, Yeah. Did you feel the same way when you were at Penguin. looking around and such? Oh, um, I'm at Penguin. Um, so when I worked at Penguin, I worked there for two years. And I started off as an intern. And really, I didn't know anything. 
So internships, I think, really oh. help. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know. Yeah, well, so I was a sophomore. It was after my sophomore year that I got an internship in the control room at QVC. And the only type of ex- – I had no experience in a professional yeah, control room. No, I had too. zero experience. Design, the only reason – I mean, part of it was because I had had um, – uh, I had a TV studio in my high school that I was part of and stuff and did a bunch of communication stuff in high school, but it was by no means the size and, like, status that QVC was. Uh-huh. The only reason I got it is because I connected with someone who was an alumni of my college, um, and she connected me with the right people. Otherwise, I would not have gotten as far as mm-hmm. I did. So a lot of it is talking to people. I honestly didn't know that. Like, I definitely know about the networking yeah. thing, but for me, I always felt like – I always put this pressure on myself um, for the longest of time – to always have been like a finished product for everything Mm-mm, I would want to set myself for. And that's the point. They want, they don't want someone, or at least in my opinion, in the, after talking to people in the industry now and knowing them, they don't want someone who's going to come in as like a finished product and feel like they know everything. Oh, that's They awesome. don't want someone who's going to be like, oh, you don't need to teach me anything. I already know anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to help me. They want someone who's like coming in open-minded, willing to learn, willing to try new things, and willing to work as a team. Because if you already coming come in feeling like you know everything and you don't need to know everything, you're not going to work well in that kind mm-hmm. of environment, or at least in the profession that I'm in. Um, I think I'm just so used to usually the theater department or in theater. Yes. Everyone's expected to already be a finished product in all these separate departments. And I hate it because there's no communication, or at least through the theater departments I've worked in. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has have to already come in like a finished product. Um, nobody really communicates as much or works well as a team, which I love to do the most is communicating with everybody and working mm-hmm. with each other. But everybody always put on so much pressure on each other it's like you're given all this work everyone's separately given all this work we'll come together like a couple meetings or so but this is the finished product yeah and it's only until we have problems that's where everybody starts trying to work as a team and I guess I was so used to that dynamic in theater that I didn't think that was like like as open-minded in other departments like I could actually be I don't have to have my shit all together like I could just be learning from this like the start and everybody's like learning and supporting each other as we go I had no idea that was like other departments yeah well here besides the film department because I did a little mesh of that and I love that but most of what I knew professional wise was through theater yes and so I was a double major in dance and media and communications in college and I've been dancing since I was two years old competing since I was seven Mm -hmm. so like the dance world is very similar to the theater world yeah oh yes (laughs) and so But I will say that my college experience dancing and in that kind of dance environment was very different than the dance environment I grew up in. So I grew up in, you know, a North Jersey dance competition environment. It is very tough. Sorry, (laughs) the window just creaked for a second. I was like, that's a creepy sound. Um, (laughs) Go on, sorry. So the dance competition world, it is very competitive. Everyone is kind of... Yes, you're on a team and you support one another, but it's very much everyone is competing with each other. You're always constantly Mm -hmm. in competition with the people that you're working on the same team with. Um, You always want to be the best. Your teachers push you to be the best. You don't get nice, fuzzy, warm feeling, positive comments. You get hard critiques. Yeah. And that is the kind of dance environment. (laughs) I know that too. That is the kind (laughs) of environment that I grew up in. Yeah. So there were some there were some benefits to it. It taught me how to have a thick skin and like I got a great technique and stuff. Um but when I went to college, I went to a liberal arts college, so it's different than going to a conservatory where the dance program is a lot stricter so and a lot more intense. Yeah. 
the dance program that I went to was it was very selective and there were very clear favorites within the group so at auditions you kind of already knew like who was going to be cast in a piece and who the faculty oh, members or typical, who the, <laughs> typical who college experience or like I'm friends like... were going to cast their friends or whatever yeah. and sometimes that didn't always happen yeah for but sure. for a lot of the bigger shows it did happen yeah um but overall I would say that it's a difficult environment but you just the the, the performing you arts you learn from. it's something yeah. you learn from and you, there are genuinely like good people that I have met who work professionally in the dance world who are like genuinely good people and want to foster young artists and creativity oh, yeah for sure and I think it's difficult to find those kind of people like because it's <laughs> so o- overly saturated with the type of people who are every man for themselves yeah or every my for stagecraft themselves. professor was like he was the only guy in the whole department who everybody turned to because he right. he loved us he loved everybody but he understood how terrible all these departments exactly. were together <laughs> yes I still have two dance professors who I still keep in touch with my one dance professor who I still talk to and FaceTime like all the time will send me like the cutest like pictures and messages like happy Monday happy fantastic Friday or send me like pictures of like leaves in the shape of hearts on the side mm-hmm. of the room or whatever sweet. like it's just so sweet and so supportive and positive yeah. and you know, having a lot of people who are hard on you and difficult on you because they love you and they want you to succeed. Um, but having a nice change of pace and someone like that mm-hmm. is so important. Oh, yeah. And I would so, like, encourage anyone to, like, have at least one person in their life who is like that and who is, like, just kind of, like, your cheerleader on the sidelines. And, like, she was, when I told her, like, that I got a job at Disney, she was so excited. She didn't care that it wasn't a dance. She was just happy that I was doing what I loved. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, that's not like any of the people no. in my college. And Only one guy was like, I actually love you, where everybody else is like, yeah. And that is the thing I will say, and something that is definitely like helped me, like in terms of my like self confidence and mm-hmm. like what I want to do, just having like at least one person in your life who like is just like a cheerleader for anything and everything that you will do and just like wants to be there and mm-hmm. support you. And though there are very special people that come into your, your life that are like that, and I would say like to anyone, like, hold on to those people because they are so amazing yeah I agree what about you Annette back to you <laughs> uh, she's like, painting my nails painting. I am so busy painting they look great Thank Thank yeah. I love it I love it it's I'm obsessed. mermaid I'm excited I haven't gotten my nails done in three to four years, guys, because I've been working at Starbucks. And with Orange is the New Black, we're not allowed to have nail polish as inmates. So it's so nice now. (laughs) They're not going to call me back to work, which sucks, but I get to paint my nails finally. So that's great. But, Um, yeah. Maybe they'll just, like, ask me to just, like, sign a lease there on the spot tomorrow because they love my nails so much. (laughs) So I'll take a thousand off. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Please. Yes. Please just give it to me. Suck my goal. <laughs> Suck my goal. I said that's my goal. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about you with Penguin House and moving forward? Um, okay. With your experience. So what's your deal? I feel like... Where are you at right now? Right now, uh, I am talking with this one company about... Um, I'm just going to set this one. About no, possibly dry. going in for a job, but I was, I was going through the same thing as Annie. I thought it was going through a back, black hole, and I didn't think any company would really reach out to me through applying online yeah, and through instagram yeah yeah this this offer only came because i put myself out there with my brand red babes club i don't think i got another 
offer from anywhere else. Um, let's share with everybody what Red Babes Club was all about. Um, so Red Babes Club was a little company me and a friend made. Brigida. Brigida. Um, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Shout out. And a monotone Sorry, go on. Um, it's, it basically started off as a t-shirt company um, where we donated to Preemptive Love, which is an organization that helped Middle Eastern women have hygienic products. Yeah, so. I love that. I was sharing that with everybody I knew, Aww. especially because we did, um, I think it was my global issues class. We mm-hmm. went over sustainability and development, uh-huh. and that's exactly what we would focus awesome. on. I was like, oh my gosh, check out my friend's brand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go on, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the only interview I got, and it was because of that brand. You never know where like opportunities yeah. and stuff like that are going to come up. Yeah. I had a question for Annie, though. Um, oh. Yeah. So shoot, go for it. <laughs> how do you network exactly? So I know. Okay. It's, yeah. So that's that's kind of it's really hard for me. Yeah. Yes. And I was really bad at it for a really long time because I'm a very anxious person and I have a lot of anxieties. So You're not the only one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think the biggest thing that I did and what I started off doing when I was in college is. I started going through like my quote-unquote network of alumni from my college um, hmm. and I would reach out to them on my own anyone who is remotely somehow linked to the television and film industry no matter how big or how small I remember my freshman year when I was trying to like be an overachiever and like get an internship even though no one hires freshmen I don't know what I was thinking anyway (laughs) I was being an overachiever as a freshman and I reached out to this guy who worked for ESPN radio in like upstate New York like a totally like random local like ESPN radio station and I reached out to him on LinkedIn and I just like messaged him and was like hey like I'm just finishing up my freshman year at Muhlenberg. I'm really interested in communications. Like, is there any sort of advice, like, you have just to, like, chat and, like, keep in touch? Mm -hmm. That's perfectly said. Yeah. Girl, that is so perfect. (laughs) So, and I called him and I talked to him the summer before my sophomore year. And it was not for a job opportunity. It was not for anything other than... How would you let me hear your story? What is your advice? Any advice you can give me? And you know, that's kind of what I did in college. And we had Media Com Alumni Week Mm -hmm. um, every year in the spring. And I would go to that, go to all of the different talks and things that um, the alumni would give. um, And any person I was remotely interested in, I would have lunch with them. And a lot, I think, of networking is you don't want to go into networking pushing for or like expecting, give, or expecting mm-hmm. like give me a job that's what I want oh, out yeah. of this right. because people might not have those connections but mm-hmm. what people do have and what has happened for me in the past mm-hmm. and what I think is really great about networking is it teaches you how to talk to people and get ready for kind of interview styles and for me it got me comfortable talking about myself which I don't like talking I didn't used to like talking yeah, about myself I feel comfortable about talking about like about myself and the more and more you do it the more and more comfortable you get and so when it comes time for the big interview which will eventually come yeah you're so comfortable and so ready for it um so was it this year last year maybe my junior year someone who works at cnn came um and 
I just decided to go and, like, <laughs> talk to her after one Sorry. Of- <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> We're trying to figure out nail color for <laughs> to mix. Sorry, go on. Um, so there was a girl who worked at, who works at CNN, who I knew, mm-hmm. um, who was an alumni of the college that I went to, and um, I just went up at, to her, like, after one of her talks, and was like, hey, like, this is what I'm really into, this is what I'm really interested in, like, I'm having, like, some problems, like, I'm about to go into my senior year, like, I'm kind of freaking out, I'm nervous, like, and just being honest with people, because they totally get it, Yeah. Um, and I asked for her for advice, and she's like, well, she's like, I have a great mentor that I can get you in contact with, like, talk to my mentor, like, she's one step up for me, maybe she knows someone, and, like, through the chain and through talking to people and just, like, asking for opinions or advice, once you talk to a person and they decide that they like you, they want to help you. They that want to too. support you. Yeah. And not every person and not every connection is going to be like that, but yeah, that's why sure. you network through trial and error. And, like, sometimes you feel like, I'm doing this for nothing, I'm just talking to people for no reason. But... When you make a genuine connection with someone who is, like, inevitably involved in, like, a hiring process or a recruiter, which is kind of how things worked out for me at ESPN, that I really connected with the guy that did my phone screening after my Disney recruiter, um, who was in charge of hiring for ESPN production operations, um, and I really connected him, and it was talking about my cruise and, like, going on a cruise or something, like, because I had just gotten back from, like, my cruise in, like, the Bahamas, and he was, like, so excited to hear about it, like, and then someone else I talked to, like, at ESPN, like, the two guys who supported me through my internship and helped me get my full-time job, I bonded with him because his daughter does Irish step dancing and dance competitions, and so, like, I was talking to him about dance competitions. It wasn't even about, like, ESPN like yes that part of it is important the technical aspect to back it up but it's Mm -hmm. also who you are as a person yeah because they're gonna have to go through even with auditions you go through so many people saying like the same like Romeo and Juliet something that makes um them remember you yeah something that makes you different and stand out and like friendly and casual it's not something that's just like uptight this is the same thing I see every single performance like you're being truthful you're being yourself And I think the biggest thing that I have learned, especially, I think it was from my internship experience at ESPN because I met with all of the managers and a lot of, I did a lot of networking. So everyone Mm -hmm. on the management level that was doing the hiring knew who I was. Um, When I would just talk to them and meet them for coffee, like I have found that when you are not trying so hard and trying so hard to fit into a mold or try to please someone and only talk about one thing, I have found when I don't try so hard, that is, like, when I do my best. When I'm not feeling like I can only talk about sports, I can only talk about ESPN because I'm working at ESPN, that's all they're going to want to talk about. It is not the case, and I feel like when you're not trying so hard or pushing or seeming fake Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of relaxed and you're just yourself, that is when the best moments happen. And that is when people genuinely like you the most. And I think it took me a lot of networking and trial and error to figure that out. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think... Networking is a great opportunity to get more comfortable talking about yourself for people who are not comfortable talking about mm, themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I go about networking is I started with my college alumni um, So you found them group. through So you kind of followed or... this own current of yours. Yes. Yeah. So I found some alumni that I n- knew or was interested in, and I didn't just do a one-off connection. Like, if I liked them and I felt like I could keep in touch with them mm-hmm. – um, then I would keep them up to date about, hey, like, this is what I'm doing, or, you know, like, keep in touch, and you don't have to keep in touch with everyone, but people mm-hmm. who you have a really good connection with, um, who work in the industry, and you 
want to do what they're doing, it's great to have those connections. Mm, so I think starting on a small scale with just a few people and then reaching out, hey, do you know who um, this person is? Or do you have anyone else you can put me in contact with? Mm. Someone from my high school just texted me today and asked me if I had any contacts or whatever because now I'm getting asked to... It's like a circle of life, like, now you know how they feel that that position. Exactly, and, like, now that I have a full-time job, like, with one of my dream companies, and now I shared it publicly, now everyone knows, now everyone is asking me. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a reciprocal, cyclical process, where now I'm kind of on the other end of it, and now I'm able to, like, give advice and help people out. And So someone from my high school who was in the, involved in the communication stuff with me, um, she reached out to me and was like, hey, like, how did you get your job at ESPN? Do you know anyone I can get in contact with? Um, what advice do you have? What kind of, pro- how did you go through the process? Like, what are the links you used? All that kind of stuff. And, mm. you know, I haven't started yet. I don't start till December 17th. Right. But being able to be like, hey, like, this is what happened for me. Like, mm-hmm. when I get my foot in the door and I'm talking to people, mm-hmm. um, if I have any openings or mm-hmm. I, if I know who to give, like, your number to and stuff, I'll let mm-hmm. you know. But... Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. This is where my spiritual side comes out and how, like, everything just flows as its own natural state, in mm-hmm. a way. And, like, yeah. kind of like how you're saying, um, not to try so hard because creating that resistance for yourself really, like, holds yourself back and almost acts, like, mm-hmm. in a way, like, self-sabotage. Yeah. But you had, like, this own kind of, like, you went with this universal path that flowed you towards this direction. Yeah. And this own current of yours. And I think that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked out so yeah, well. <laughs> You're out. at ESPN. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, and that is the biggest thing. And I think a lot of it was, and, like, I really do believe that, I am where I'm meant to be and I am doing Mm -hmm. what I am meant to be doing just because of the way things worked out. Like, I didn't get my internship initially back in August. There was, like, a thousand people that implied or whatever for the one internship position. I was the number two girl. Um, And the girl who initially took it um, decided she didn't want to do um, production operations anymore. She wanted to do production because she wanted to be on camera. Mm -hmm. She ended up being my roommate, which is how I found all of this out. Um, But so she moved and they were, after they had offered her the job, and she turned it down. And then, like, other things moved around because of my connection with the one guy I talked to, um, or the two guys that I talked to. And they were like, we really want this girl up here. She has something special. Her resume might, might not show as much because it's just a peop- piece of paper. But when you talk to her, there's something special about her. We want her up here any way possible. And so they moved things around and offered me the internship. And then two weeks before I'm about to leave and finish up my internship, I'm starting to look at jobs all of a sudden someone someone leaves and joins another department and management is getting moved around Mm -hmm. so someone who was in the full-time program that I wanted to be in got moved into a scheduling position and a position opened up like two weeks before I was supposed to leave my manager told me they were like we you know you want to be in this program we think you'd be a great fit let's interview you next week they interviewed me they didn't open it up internally and two days later they offered me the job So it's things like that and the way everything kind of just, like, works out that I really do believe that, like, this is where I'm meant to be. And, like, I don't think – I wouldn't have been offered the full-time job before because I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. And now after doing this internship, now it opens up and I feel like I am ready for it and I am excited for it. And it all happens for a reason, even Mm -hmm. if we can't see it at that time. And that's so encouraging to hear. I love listening to people's success stories to see where they were and how they got to where they are now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all kind of just in that space. Um, 
just after we graduate or in our 20s or even if you're not Mm -hmm. in your 20s like I think that's so nice to hear and thank you for sharing all of that like all of that that's I definitely learned a lot (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything more to share Annette um I feel like that kind of situation happened to me um when I was in college so I had my internship with Penguin and I remember I was about to enter my junior year of college and I was sick of commuting I couldn't commute anymore Mm -hmm. I needed to be in the city all I wanted to do was move in Mm -hmm. and my internship was ending and I just got an email from someone saying they heard so many good things about me and they want to interview me for an open position for junior designer they like came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but it all happens for some reason and and it was meant to be yeah and I think that it's amazing now because you're able to create and share it with like in our generation we have this platform of social social media where that person reached out to you because you shared your work through Instagram yeah and that's amazing to think my boss who was the angel for two years Mm -hmm. he was like a big cousin to me or something he was my mentor and he was so understanding of my school scheduling everything was so perfect and I was able to move into the city right after that so everything happens for a reason. yeah and I think it's hard because you always hear that like if you yeah. you always hear that and you don't, you don't, don't really believe it or experience right. it until it happens to you like I've had so many people tell me that about not just jobs but about guys and right. mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff that like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. everything is going to happen when you least expect it and I don't think you can truly believe it or understand it or appreciate it until something like that happens it's to you. True. Until That's you true. experience it. Exactly. When yeah. it's meant to be, it'll be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else you guys want to share before we should end this podcast? Oh, I hope I get hired soon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I hope you get hired soon. Too. I my psychic abilities. I yeah, feel there you go. In the new year, girl. the girl. So this girl emailed Annette back and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be looking for a spot for you. I'm gonna have my eye out for you. Let me know. I'll let you know in the new year." So I can feel it. January, February. It's, it's gonna, gonna be happen. a new year, so, great year. Girl, did new I not trans. say January, February? It's gonna <laughs> happen. Like I'm gonna come back to this podcast next year and Hopefully. we'll update you guys on. Yeah, so... Imagine the news, the update is, uh, and it's still looking. <laughs> you can't think like Girl, that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take our own advice. Everything it's happens. Gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It'll manifest. It happens, yeah. Yes. Well, anyway, I wish you guys the best of luck. Good and luck, thank anyone. you guys yeah, for sharing luck, with all of us this advice. May the odds be ever in, in your favor. Yeah, you everybody go. listening, I wish the best, the best luck to you guys, too. Um... But yeah, thank you again, guys, for listening to Where the Magic Happens, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.